When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Hello and welcome to the TMZ Podcast. I'm Charlie Cotton and joining me today is Eric Colley. How are you, Eric? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So it's New Music Friday. Yeah, a lot of great, big stuff today. A lot of big stuff today. So I had to get our music expert in the chair. Uh, Ariana Grande's got a new song out. Lil Nas X has got a new song out. 21 Savage has a whole new album. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Wow. Because of those two bigger ones, I, I felt like 21 Savage didn't even get many headlines. Yeah, but, but we got to dig into the Ariana one later. The lyrics are... Telling. Telling. Uh, we'll talk about Todd and Julie Chrisley. They've, uh, they're raking in the dough right now <laughs> while being in prison. <laughs> yeah, they can't even spend any of it. So. I know. Put it on the commissary. And Kim and Croy, they're also having some financial woes and now... Yeah. The bank says, we're going to foreclose where we want to foreclose. This story might finally be kind of wrapping up a bit. I hope so, man. God, I hope so. We've been covering this for a while. Kevin Hart, uh, he says that he's never going to host an award show again and doesn't advise other comedians to do so because it's just a losing battle. This on the heels of Joe Coy sucking at the Golden Globes. I think it might just be for him, a losing battle. I think so, too. I think so, too. But a, f- a few other comedians are sharing that sentiment, but... Uh, we'll see how it we'll goes. get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, and finally, we'll talk about um, an alien sighting. There was an <sighs> alien sighting in Brazil. Was there? Mm, <laughs> we'll get into that too. But to begin with, yes, Ariana Grande, she has a new song out. Uh, it's called Yes and Question uh, Mark. Like how you did that. It's kind of it kind of reminds me and a lot of people of Madonna. It's very early '90s, like house and club music. But it's not so similar to be like copyright infringement because it's very similar. No, it's not the same notes or anything. It's similar to Madonna's Vogue, but also you got to remember a lot of songs sounded like that in the early '90s. Right. Okay. Like, l- let's listen to some of that right. track now. Okay. If, did that wet your whistle for the yeah, song? Well, so th- yeah, the bass and stuff sounds like Vogue. The thing that people are paying attention to, though, is what she was saying there. And it's kind of hard to hear, but people assume she's talking about her relationship with Ethan Slater. And she just doesn't get why people are so interested in her business. Oh, which, stop it. Of course people are interested in of your business. Course. You're one of the most famous A-list pop stars in the world. You're making a movie. You're married. Your co-star is married. And then suddenly the two of you are together and both of your marriages are over. Yes, people are going to be interested in that. I know. It's kind of bullshit her to say that. Like, of course, you know that we're interested. You want us to be interested even. Right. Like, that's why you're talking about it in your song. Well, I mean, how many of her hit songs? Like, you know, Thank You Next, the whole thing was her naming by name right. all of her exes. It's disingenuous almost, to be honest. I, I kind of agree. Yeah, I agree with you. She says, your business is yours and mine is mine. Why do you care so much whose dick I ride? I mean, 
it sounds kind of weird for Ariana to say yeah, that. She's not weird. really like a. She's one of the. It's, she, you know, she drops like f bombs in her songs all the time, and it's weird to me when she does. It's like this bubblegum pop music that seems like it's for kids, and then she tries to be as dirty as she can in it. Yeah, and she doesn't strike me as a dirty person. She strikes yeah. me as a very opposite of dirty. You know what I, I mean? I like know. two opposite. I don't know. I, I could see her being kind of freaky. Oh, Eric! Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, it, it, that that kind of annoys me a little bit. It's like she keeps making these songs about her personal life, saying, "Why do you care about my personal life?" Because she would hate if we didn't. Right. And like, then what would her songs be about? Her next song will be like about SpongeBob or something like that. <laughs> SpongeBob. Yeah. I don't or know Ethan what... Slater, Mr. SpongeBob. He's, that's right. who she's dating. Um, yeah. So this is her first solo music in three years. I didn't realize it'd been three yeah, years. Yeah, Positions. Heard... That was her last album because she's been. You know, there was quarantine, and then she mm. went on to Wicked. So pop music sort of been on the the back burner for her for a while, but. She's back with a very early 90s Madonna Vogue sounding song. I'm not like, I don't love it. You know, it, it seems kind of generic. Like I, I clicked on the link today expecting to be wowed because usually I'm sort of like, I'm not an Ariana Grande fan, but usually when I click on a song of a new song of hers, I'm like, I get it. I yeah. get it. And this one, I'm not sure that I get. It might be a grower. I don't know. Oh. Could be. I, I Could grow it. on you. But I, I like early 90s house music, so I don't mind it, but... It's whatever. Yeah, yeah it's kind of whatever. Lil Nas X. Yeah, Jay Christ came out today. <laughs> Jay Christ. <laughs> this guy, man. This guy. So, yeah, I mean, the chorus goes, bitch, I'm back like Jay Christ. Um, he, um, in the music video clip, which he also directed, um, he plays Moses. He plays Noah. He's on a cross like Jesus. And it's got lookalikes of Barack Obama, Mariah Carey, Oprah, Kanye, all these people walking up to heaven kind of and you know the, yeah he when he did the montero thing and did the lap dance with satan and all that and got all the controversy about that last song people were like when he did this it's like okay you're doing the same thing again you're just flipping it the other way the song is it stands on its own more than i thought it was going to mm, yeah it's it's not too bad i mean even some people like my producer wild was saying it gives him kendrick lamar vibes it's, like that's a pretty big compliment to be honest we aren't like when, is it the, not Copy. He says oh, copying. copying. Okay. I, I thought, you know, when he was teasing it and like the, the Jay Christ thing, the imagery and all that, I'm like, okay, because we know Lil Nas X is a troll. Yes. Like that's his thing and yes. more power to him for the way he does it. But it's like, you know, you got to back it up with the songs. And it, this song is not as trolly as I thought it was going to be. It's just, it's just kind of a banger. And he's saving these like celebrity lookalikes as if onto the Noah's Ark right. and everybody else sort of like dies and then all of the people who followed Lil Nas survive on the boat. And because I think he's coming up with a new album, yeah. it, it might be entirely sort of trolling. And also I, well, I, you know, I think it won't be because this is part of what the brilliant thing he does is like, think like his last album when he came out with the call me by your name song and it had all the devil imagery and he yeah. sold the, the devil's shoes and the blood and all that and all the controversy that got people to pay attention. But then you forget from that album he had industry baby was another number one hit. That's what I want was another big top 10 hit. So he gets your attention and then sneaks in these other songs that aren't controversial after it. And he's racked up a bunch of hits. Because remember... Oh, I like his music. After yeah. Old Town Road, people thought, well, this guy's a one-hit wonder. It's a totally, novelty. Totally. He's built... He, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he does. Um, I imagine... But it, it'll be interesting. You know, chart watchers, some big chart nerd. It, Ariana's going to be number one. Or at least okay. she'll out-debut Lil Nas X. But I think he might last longer. Oh, I could see, like, yeah. all the curiosity and stuff on Ariana burning off quickly if people don't react to the song. I could see him sticking around, but uh, who knows? Do you think it's kind of like unfair that like he is making a mockery of, you know, lots of Christian um, things that have happened in the Bible and that sort of stuff. I don't think he could do that with any other religion, really. Like, I, I can't see anyone. Probably not. 
So it's yeah. kind of interesting that he gets away with doing that and poking fun and, you know, whereas right. I think if he, t- if he did it all about another faith, people would be like, nah. We're gonna- I think, you know, it's sort of like the, the, the punching down sort of thing. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying make fun of Christians, but, you know, like, like you can't make fun of Jews because there was the Holocaust. Right. You know, there are all these things. It's like, yeah, that there's there's something negative about that. It's just this, is, this is just this is just Lil Nas X being jokey and being a troll. I just found it interesting. This is not real Christian it. persecution. I don't think like nobody's losing anything from this. But when you see him on the cross like that, like oh, talking, it's, a, it's offensive to a lot of people yes. for sure, and they are entitled to be offended. And people that. are like, actually, uh, I heard Christian rappers were on some show last night saying we're offended, blah, blah, blah. and I, and I would understand why. Of to be honest. Are you ready to shop? Ragaton's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Ragaton is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Okay, on to our next story. Todd and Julie Chrisley. Uh, they're winning big from prison. Um, they just sold, well, actually months ago they sold, but it's just coming out now. Um, their home in Tennessee for over five mil, which is pretty impressive. Um, and they also just won a court case. Well, then they bought the house for 3 million. Oh, so $2 million profit, right? Smart investors. Right. Um, and they also won a court case with the state of Georgia. Um, and they, and they got a million dollars out of that. But all of this money is just going to go back to paying off the... 17.2 17.2 million in restitution for their crimes. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's not like they're seeing, like, there's yeah. not like they're seeing more ramen in the commissary now. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a few more ramens. Yeah, maybe a couple hundred bucks. Yes, maybe yes. some Cheez Its. But, uh, yeah, so that's, they're, they are paying that down. And this could be role models to Kim and Croy Bierman, who are not in prison, but still can't sell their home. And now the bank, Truist Bank, is like, we've given you enough time. We're foreclosing. You got to get out. I mean, yes, Todd and Julie Christie could be a cautionary tale for Kim and Croy because not that they've sort of committed financial crimes, but they're on financial hard times. They are. And you'd want to make with the sort of earning some money now and stopping the gambling well, or, yeah, you know. Well, yeah, they've been trying to sell their house. They're, they slashed the price to $5.5 million. Uh, They haven't been able to sell it yet. And the bank is now saying, look, you haven't paid us on your mortgage in months and we gave you extra months and you still haven't done anything. And so Kim and Croy are like, well, let us sell the house and, and kind of square things. And the bank is saying, nope, we waited long enough. Get out. We're foreclosing. Because if the bank sells it for you, it's just going to be a fire sale. Like, you know, who's right. got who's got some a few million bucks? It's yours. Well, Whereas the, Kim and Croy want that extra. Right. The bank's just trying to cover their their money. Yes. They're not worried about Kim and Croy making any cash off this. So, but, you know, I don't know. We've had the stories back and forth that he wanted to sell it and then she didn't. And they fought over that. But it might be, it might happen they've taken too long. I think so. I mean, this story has just taken too long. 
Now they're going to have to get some like, you know, one bedroom apartment somewhere. <laughs> I know. Oh, imagine that whole family in a one bedroom apartment. But do they even live together? Because they're I getting divorced. I, I don't know what reality is and what fake I, I with that family. I don't like, know if they know anymore either. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're like, wait, do we really hate each other? Or is this, <laughs> yeah. Wait, is this the storyline this week? Right. I don't know what we're doing. Look, I saw that police body cam footage and I think they hate each other. Yeah, they do, do seem <laughs> like they are not getting along. Uh, Kevin Hart. He says that he'll never host the Oscars and that award shows aren't for comedy. Uh, this comes from all of the heat that Joe Coy copped from hosting the Golden Globes. I just think Joe Coy wasn't funny, and that's why he got the heat. But a few comedians like him and who was the other one? Um, someone from uh, SNL was saying that you can't make famous people laugh, basically, in those instances. It's hard because you, you can't... A lot of times comedians will resort to making fun of the people in the audience, which will make the audience at home laugh, but the people in the room are like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think it can work for comedians. It's just not for every comedian. I, I would agree with that. Let's let's quickly listen to what Kevin Hart had to say. Uh those gigs aren't good gigs for comics. And it's no shot to the Oscars, no shot to the Globes or anything else. Those just aren't um, you know, comedy friendly environments anymore. So uh, I think they got it right one year where it was like just a bunch of personalities acted as the host. And mm. that's a nice thing. It's a collaborative thing. Different people get to be responsible for act one, act two, act three. But, you know, the days of it being a room for a comic, those days are done. Disagree, man. Disagree. I do too. I, I get, you know, the, the point that a lot of comedians are making that everyone's so sensitive now you can't say anything without offending people. And it is a different environment than it has been in the past. But you can still see Jimmy Kimmel can pull it off. Like, he even goes on to name. He's like, uh, Billy Crystal did it. Jimmy Kimmel did it. Ricky Gervais, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. They all hosted and did good jobs. And, and I think if they hosted again this year, next year, they will do a good job again. I don't think Kevin Hart's the sort of comedian who, because you need to be able to poke fun at yourself and poke fun at the audience. Like that's what people at home want to see. And I mean, that's why G Ricky Gervais at like, I think it was the Emmys or the Globes. Like he did it for a couple years and, and he, he was fun. And he was offensive to the people in the room, but in a way that they still laughed or like were uncomfortable, which was kind of its own comedy. And Ricky Gervais, you know, he can annoy people, offend people, whatever, but he was funny. The jokes landed. That was Joe Coy's thing. And we got to say, he had, what, 10 days to put that together? So maybe. Yeah. But it's not, maybe it, that's just not his kind of comedy. Maybe it just didn't translate. Yeah, it's not for everybody. And also, Kevin Hart has beef with the Oscars. Like, Right. They fired him because of old homophobic tweets that had come up. And so maybe that's why he feels like he's sort of, you know, a victim of cancel culture. And that's why comedians don't work anymore. But for certain comedians, it does. Right. Well, Anthony Anderson is hosting the Emmys on Monday, and Jimmy Kimmel is hosting the Oscars in March. How do you think they'll fare? Better than Joe Coy. Be well, that's... <laughs> I'd take <laughs> that bet. I would take and that. And also because they've hosted things before, and I think they were... They know how that works. They know yes. how to navigate that audience in that situation. Joe Coy's never done anything on that level. I think it was new, and it was awkward for him. So it was miscast, man. Yeah. It was just miscast. Yeah, it's, it's just not. There are a lot of very funny comedians who I think would be horrible hosting the Oscars. Yes. Yeah. And that doesn't make them not funny. It's just that's not the right fit. I agreed. Agreed. Did you see that Kevin Hart's ex wife is joining Cat Williams on his tour? This, 
having Kat having said recently on Shannon Sharp's podcast that Kevin Hart's an industry plant, he's doing this, and now his ex-wife is joining it Cat Williams. It seems like such a troll. It is. Like right after that whole Cat Williams thing, Tori uh, Hart is like, yep, I'm going on tour with him. And then Kevin, because he always wants to have that, you know, unflappable, I love everybody thing. He's like, I wish them well. I wish the tour well. Do you? <laughs> no. Do you really? Kevin Hart's one of those guys who is like, so like, I only say sort of positive stuff with a smile on my face and la 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 la. Like, who is the real Kevin Hart? I would like to know. I, I don't know. But whoever that person is, they're probably not the right person to host the Oscars. <laughs> That's very true. Okay, on to our final and <sighs> perplexing story. Um, you might have seen earlier this week uh, aliens spotted in Brazil on a mountaintop. Ten foot tall aliens. Like, here we have the video proof of them. Um, well, a basketball player is coming forward. Saying it was me, I was just taking photos of the view. Right. This, uh, yeah, it was, it was when these videos came out. The people who shot it said that they were ten foot tall aliens, and they're on a, a ridge that humans cannot possibly get to. And this is so unearthly and unreal. Turns out humans can get there. It's a uh, Philippe Moda is an Italian basketball player. He's six foot six, not ten feet tall. And he just says he was up there on a trail enjoying the view. Look, you can see the alien or Felipe. Or he's got his hand on his hip and, and either taking a <laughs> photograph or he's drinking like a bottle of water. His, his hands up to or his looks, face. Or he's got binoculars. I, I yeah, don't know. it's just but, like, oh. Yeah, it's just a, a tall guy on a ridge. And then people are like, it's aliens. But this, this story went so viral. Like this footage went so viral. Like alien, nothing gets shared like alien and in inverted commas proof. Like nothing gets shared like yeah. that. Because either you really want to believe it is, or you really want to prove it's not. Yeah. You kind of have an opinion either way. And now it's getting shared again because of this Felipe saying, no, I was just going for a hike, man. <laughs> I, I just think that every UFO sighting, every alien sighting, you know, it's got a basketball player-like explanation to it. Yeah. I just think so. I, the, the funny thing is, I'd, I would like to believe. I think it'd be, it'd be interesting and cool to know that there's something else out there. I just... Nah, I don't know. I don't believe it. I would love, I mean, I believe that aliens are out there. I would love to have proof and I'm looking for proof. I even went one time to a UFO convention going, please make me believe. <laughs> like I really wanted to believe. And when I got there and met all the people, I was like, if aliens are going to communicate with any humans on earth, why are they picking this yes. bunch of bozos? You're like, I believe that you all are crazy. Yes. Yes. I saw the weirdest, like creepiest meme the other day. And it said, you know, that we're all prepared to go to another planet and find aliens. What if we go and we find humans? Mm. What if it's just other people just like us? Oh, well, I mean, that's way creepier. That that would be. Now that actually blows my mind. Yeah, be doesn't insane it? If there was an Earth-like planet somewhere. Yeah, else. we we picture like little gray people with big eyes and whatever. But what if it's just other people? Do we start probing each other then, or what happens <laughs> there? <laughs> well, that depends on what you're into, I guess. <laughs> right, right. Well, thank you very much for joining me today, Eric. It's always fun. And we'll see you guys here next week. Bye.